Good afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased that you are all here with me today. I've got an amazing show in store for you with a woman I've truly been uh, uh, anxiously awaiting to bring on the show. Um, I am very, very thrilled to have uh, joining me today an amazing woman who I adore and I love. Um, But first, of course, we have our quotes of the day from Mike Dooley and the Universe and from Abraham. So I want to get through them really, really quickly today so I can introduce you to my guest because I am so, so thrilled to have her with me today. And I'm going to introduce her in just a moment. So first, from the Universe. You ready? Here it is. Uh, You eat to nourish your body. You sleep to rejuvenate your spirit. You study, work, and apply yourself for emotional gains. You exercise to tighten your muscles. You listen to music to entertain yourself. You're not at all adverse to investing time and energy for the rewards you seek. So how about you spare just a few minutes every day to visualize the life of your dreams? Because nothing else you could ever do will make such a profound difference in your fortunes and misfortunes as working with new pictures in your mind. Can you start today? The universe. Ah, we love our quotes from Mike Dooley in the universe. And today, uh, reminding us, as the universe loves to often remind us, of the importance of visualization. And uh, visualization is really just a very potent tool that helps to move us. And, and I know my guest has probably a slightly different perspective on this. So I'm, I'm, I'm sure she'll have something to say about this during the interview. But that visualization sort of moves us forward in the direction and draws us to the very thing that we're visualizing. And, and you know, the universe often tells us if you really want to move even more quickly, you want to make that visualization really sexy and juicy and put some emotional content behind it. And that just so magnetically draws you to what it is you're looking to experience and create in your life. Nothing can, can come in its way. And uh, it's, it's, well, I don't know. I'm going to ask you, go out there, try it, visualize for, I know Mike Dooley right now, he's running like a 21-day visualization challenge. Visualize something that you really want to experience in your life for 21 days. Just take 15 minutes a day and do it. See what happens. I think it's awesome. All right. I love that quote from the universe. And uh, let's see what Abraham has in store for us today. Many around you want to point out, quote unquote, reality to you. They say, face the facts. Look at what is. Then, by the law of attraction. And we say to you, if you are able to see only what is, then by law of attraction, you will create only more of what is. You must be able to put your thoughts behind what is in order to attract something different or something more. Abraham. And I think uh, this quote, I think, goes to uh, something I, I heard Abraham say once, which is basically just because something is true is a lousy reason to give your attention to it. And indeed, the only reason why something is true is because we've given our attention to it in the past over and over and over again until we've convinced ourselves that it is the truth. 
And that reality is only reality because we've given our attention to it over and over and over again. And so what we see is what we feel. This is what is. But if we can tweak that a little bit, if we can turn our attention, I think this very much goes in alignment with the first quote, that if we can visualize and turn our attention to not what is, but what it is we want, what it is we envision for ourselves and, and for the people around us, what it is that we want to see, even before we see it, if that's where we put our attention and our energy, and that's what we believe is our reality, it will become our reality faster than ever before. So these two quotes from both the universe and from Abraham, and then again, these are just today's quotes and very apropos quotes, I think, for my guest today. They're all about where are we putting our focus, our attention, where are we visualizing, where are we putting our energy, and that this is, is where we are being creators. This is where we are really sort of taking charge of our life and saying, to the universe, this is what I want more of. This is what I want to see. This is what I want to experience. And then we put ourselves into the feeling mode of that thing we want to experience and magic will happen. So two wonderful, amazing, and very apropos quotes from Mike Dooley in the universe and from Abraham. Hope you enjoyed them. And, uh, uh, glad you are with me today. I see on the Facebook Live, loyal listener Patty is with us. Thank you, Patty, for joining us. All right. So now I, I'm, I'm running through these quick because I really want to bring on my guests because this woman is very near and dear to my heart. Uh, we first met a couple of years ago uh, uh, at a weekend uh, down in Asheville, North Carolina. And uh, um, she has been very much uh, in my thoughts ever since then. And uh, it's my pleasure to welcome to the show Jennifer Huff, who is a best-selling author, seer, and lover of life. She made a traumatic uh, transition in her 30s from working for a multinational corporation, doing forecasts, to seeing life, people, and the world as an energy hologram. In other words, she has a very, very grounded background and she plays in these worlds we like to play in now. She now travels the world acting as a conduit for those who seek the ability to fully live out their purpose with clarity and confidence. Why? Because it became clear after a transition that we are ready as human beings to be free, expand our compassion, and fully enjoy our lives instead of living out of fear and control. She engages metaphysical tools that fast track her clients and therefore bypass the need to constantly analyze by going direct with consciousness. Jennifer's work is for those that know it's time to be changed, to be fulfilled, and find that something more that is waiting for us. Her programs include Get Out of Your Own Way, Flight School, and The Innate Abilities, The Academy of Human Superpowers. Ooh, I love superpowers. You guys know that. And it is my pleasure to welcome to the show, Jennifer Hoff. Welcome, Jennifer. Thank you for coming on the show today. Damn, I'm so excited to be here. Yay. Yay. Yes, I'm, I'm very thrilled to have you on here. So um, I would love to start off with you just giving a little bit of your background and your story, because I always like to sure. give my audience some context, right? So you started off in this world. You were very much an analytical uh, 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 quote unquote normal person. Is that fair to say? 
teacher. My dad's, a, I think he was in the carpet business and then he turned into an entrepreneur, still is right now. And, you know, just had that normal everyday Canadian upbringing. But um, with me, what was different is I started out my life with eye operations. I would say, I think that's the reason why I see things differently. <laughs> I, I just, I don't know. I started out, I wore glasses, I had patches over my eye. I always felt different. I was always the tallest girl in the class. Mm. I always had curly hair that I hated. Had acne when I was in high school, you know, a whole bunch of things that caused me to become extremely shy mm. and withdrawn. And what that did is it also made me incredibly introspective about life. Like, how do you be happy? And so yeah. I would say my first, without knowing that it was, my first foray into inquiring about spirituality is right after I'd been confirmed in my Anglican church um, oh, wow. where I questioned everything the minister said. I'm like, well, that doesn't make sense. And I don't think Jesus would have done that. And, <laughs> you know, I just could feel there was things that didn't make sense to me. So I questioned everything. I'm sure I made him absolutely crazy. Mm. And I unplugged from anything religious at that point. And I ended up talking to my physics teacher in uh. grade 12, who was a big huge african phd genius physics teacher i mean i can't believe we were so uh blessed as to mm. as to have this guy teaching us physics in high school mm. so uh so i would philosophize with him he called me huffy uh, <laughs> i would just philosophize with i would i we would philosophize about life and how it worked and i would talk about death and and heaven and we would talk about it in terms of energetics and so that was my first foray not realizing that at some point uh, i would have a life-changing experience while i was working at the big multinational where i left mm. and i kept my volunteer job working with uh, street kids and that weekend i ended up walking with uh, you know, I, I left a corporate job because I could feel that sense of something more calling me, Sam. I, I mm. will guarantee you probably had that feeling too at some point, right? Well, like life has something more. Well, you know, Jennifer, it's so funny. I didn't ever realize that we had so much in common because my mom was a school teacher. Wow. My dad was a statistician, so he worked with numbers all the time. Yeah. And when I graduated high school and I was trying to, when I went to college and trying to figure out what was I going to major in, because yeah. I was also followed my dad. I was pretty good with math and science. I was a physics major my first year That's in so college. Funny. And this is a long time ago. I um, worked in the physics lab and I actually got to create a hologram. Come on. <laughs> yep. So cool. And back when people so didn't even cool. know what a hologram was. I was in there with, with another student who was a couple of years above me and yeah. setting up the lasers and the plate and zoop That's so that... So yeah. No wonder we're in love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, exactly. I, so I, uh, yeah, because I was an accounting major and understand that my father's ancestry all the way back were engineers. Oh. So that's all, that's all that side of the family. Mm. And so um, here I was in the middle of the streets of Toronto without my big time job, but still do my volunteer work with street kids. And I had the second 
lesson. What the first one was, you know, when instinct happens, um, it's as though the future of who you are, like you were talking about vision earlier, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. imagine that the entire universe can see the future possibilities of the collection of personality traits, skill sets, and um, natural propensities that you are. Like, before you got here, your soul already had a vast array of potential directions that would be the most fulfilling expression of that collection of characteristics, right? Mm, right. It has an idea of how it fits into building bridges to a better world and humanity. And so consciousness mm. thought you were a good idea. So imagine, you know, instinct is assisting you to be redirected back to your past. So I didn't know that at the time. I was just a scientist. <laughs> so, but I knew that I couldn't stay at that big multinational anymore. Um, but I knew that I was supposed to stay in my volunteer job. You know, oh, uh, okay. Where I would work on the band in the middle of Toronto, um, feeding homeless people and transvestite prostitutes, you know, all sorts of beautiful human beings and getting to know them better. And one day I was walking a girl named Angel, well, she called herself Angel. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like then I would have to go to at the time I was in Canada to the United States I'd have to go to Africa I'd have to go to India I'd have to go to everywhere and like yeah. that's not going to happen yeah. because that's not the so I asked what's the then what 
you show me such pain? Mm. Yet, like, if you really are there, how could you show me such pain? Mm. But yet not give me, you better give me a solution. And the solution was, not to be melodramatic, but really now, retroactively looking back at it, the solution was to spend the rest of my life building bridges um, within individual people as the microcosm for the macrocosm of better world. Hmm. And uh, given the metaphysical to me, you know, I studied with mystics, with scientists, with all sorts of people from all over the world. We've been around the world like two or three times now teaching, but also learning. And, uh, and so my background is uh, that that little angel uh, that there are her, hmm. and that no one, not only should no one have to live that way, right. but should no one need that much contrast as Abraham likes to call it. Right, right. Right? Okay, so contrast I want to, I want you to pause you. that drastic. Yeah. I, I want to pause you there for a moment because we yes. just have to take a quick break. Sure. And then when we come back, let's talk about, you know, what kind of uh, uh, came out of that whole experience for you and how, like, now you work with people and we'll get in for our topic of today of of this uh, 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 how to you know take this crazy time that we're in and create it in in a positive way in our life. Okay. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. So everyone, please stay. Hold on. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We do this every Thursday, 12 noon to 1 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on TalkRadio.nyc and all over Facebook Live. So everyone, please stay with us. We'll be right back after this. And welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. Today we're speaking with my dear friend and amazing teacher, Jennifer Huff, all about um, how to use crazy times to fuel ridiculous positive change. Yay! Uh, yay! Um, so, Jennifer, you, you were telling, giving us a little bit of your background, kind of how, in the last segment of how, um, you, you know, you had worked at the multinational corporation doing forecasts and economic type stuff, <clears throat> but you had <clears throat> been volunteering to work with street kids and had experienced, like, sort of the pain and and the difficulty that these children's go through. And it really brought you to kind of a bit of an existential crisis, as they call yeah. it. That, oh, yeah. That then led to an opening, right? Well, as I was, as I was alluding to it, 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 I didn't... Human beings weren't born to survive, right? Mm-hmm. We were born to thrive. We were born to... We were born to actually, we're, we're physical manifestations of creation. If we went back all the way to the beginning of time, uh, Sam, like the beginning of the Big Bang, imagine that the photons, the atoms, the everything that got created in that moment that just went like right out to the universe that became and became like became nebula, became, you know, suns and solar systems and galaxies Mm -hmm. eventually became human imagine the inertia in those particles 
They always right. want to be moving forward and out and creating, and we're made right. of those particles. We're made of the same atoms. Right. So they still have that forward create. Scientifically, we have that inertia. Spiritually, we're we're creator in human form. I mean, how many different ways do we have to say it, right? Right. So for me, if we just stopped at, gosh, how can I get, you know, how can I assist people to survive better? That would be so the booby prize of all booby prizes. <laughs> and uh, and when you have that, you know, that very profound moment in the middle of Toronto, having a conversation with whatever it is, and it says to you, listen, uh, your job is to build bridges to being able to go direct with mm. life in the same spirit of thriving create upon creation. And so, you know, I didn't want to be able to, you know, you're talking about vision earlier. Right. What if all vision is when we have a vision? That that vision was part of the future trajectory of the possibility of who we were in the first place. Yeah, and that when we're having a vision, we're actually catching up to a future potential that already our metaphysical uh, beingness, our, our, the, the over 90% of us that exists not in 3D, was already working on it. And what happened in 3D is you caught up to something that was already in your natural trajectory because of the choices you've made in, the, in your life. You know, you made all these choices. It's not like it's fate. We still yeah. create our life, but given the choices and given the what we want more of and given the directions we've gone, what if when we get a vision, it's not actually, uh, and then it manifests, it's not actually a manifestation like the intention from our mind did it, but actually the intention of who we were before we even got here mm. is why it really happened. We just caught up to a natural um, outplaying. So I started, uh, I started working in a school for those kids to show them what was possible. Mm. Uh, that was invented yeah. by a fellow Torontonian that still exists to this day. Yeah. And, uh, and in these ridiculous, I mean, they were already living tremendous contrast, those kids. Yeah. Kind of like how we're in contrast right now, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I would say it's it's pretty fair to say that, you know, we're experiencing some really interesting contrast uh, uh, on a daily basis. And it's so ah. funny because when I talk to people, it, it's almost like we're living in two different worlds because there's some people like ourselves who are doing very well despite the external circumstances. And there are other people who are having a really hard time and they're struggling and they don't know like how they're going to pay rent next month. Yeah. And, and for me, it's just so interesting because it's not everybody in that situation. It's no. not. And, and, and so it's like, what's really the difference? What's separating us? Well, the cool thing is no matter what's going on with you, it's all happening for you. For you. Right. Yes. So to it's, it, it's either giving you, there's only contrast can only happen for three reasons. One is to, redirect you to a different set of to, that, that your your paradigm in which you're living life is not congruent with the direction of who you were meant to be hmm. so that's why everything's a struggle so that's a redirect the second one is just fine-tuning something that you're you're off a little bit about mm -hmm. and the third one is um sometimes it shows you the way like you just 
Mm-hmm. That contrast clarifies the way so clearly, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. And so, like in my marriage, you know, right now, Sam, that you know, we're there. There's a there's a subject that's up to leave, and there's contrast. But the cool thing is, it's changing me. It's causing mm. me to understand love and men more deeply, mm. and that will change the entire rest of my life. I'm so grateful now even though i don't know and that gratitude now presumes that it's happening for me i'm already grateful for what i don't even know is going to change my life and make it better right that's like an automatic thing that i've trained myself to be grateful now regardless of not knowing why it's happening for me right yeah and so that's one of the recommendations i know it's hard i know it's hard i've (laughs) been through a lot of the things that you just mentioned actually can't right. pay the you know I've done that got right. a t-shirt on all of those things yep me too <laughs> yeah so it's it is what it is it, so a mutual friend Valerie Shepherd Sam ah yes I love Valerie I literally was just talking to her oh really so since you're in New York yes <laughs> um and this is time sensitive but everyone will remember this incident no matter when they listen to this podcast mm-hmm. when, when they listen to this radio interview mm-hmm. so you know what happened with the black man who a graduate of harvard standing watching uh being a bird watcher right yes and there was also this woman who literally was giving an academy award performance <laughs> <laughs> Basically, making up that this man was being abusive in some way. Right. And um, that's contrast. Yeah. Now, why does it happen for us? Well, Valerie and I were just talking about that because Mm. it's another form of contrast that we can use to change the world. Mm -hmm. So now, as a result, Valerie and I are going to start something. Yay! Right. Oh, my God. Build bridges for people of color and not color, because mm-hmm. most people won't know Val Valerie is a beautiful black woman. Yes, she is. Um, and, she... and so starting a conversation of what can we do at the grassroots level? We mm. can throw money at organizations, which is a great idea. Please do. Mm-hmm. But what can we actually do to take our power back so that as human beings, we can act so that's what happens when we get catalyzed. You either mm. you either take the energy of crazy mm-hmm. to complain, mm-hmm. to argue for your point of view, mm-hmm. to um, protect yourself from more crazy, mm-hmm. or just think about it. That's all survival. Can you get that? Right. Right. Okay. Completely. Or you take the contrast to immediately phone up your friend Valerie and say, okay, girl. What are we doing about this? Because I'm not sit- I can't sit by. Uh, Someone I love is gonna get hurt if this keeps. You know, it's like right, right in my face now. I can't. Right. I can't. I, it. It. It is so painful in my heart. Yeah. And what do we got to do without starting a 5013C? Without da 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 da. Now, like right now, mm-hmm. right. And then a- another thing that we just started is called Agents of Awakening. It yes. was completely came from these polarizing times. And it's like all the, it's a, that will be philanthropic, but it's Mm -hmm. all the people that are doing small things locally 
Mm-hmm. And some people that are doing great big, great big things, like John Krasinski, who just started Some Good News because he just wanted to hear good news. Ah, okay. Right? Cool. So yeah. it's, like, yeah. it's like, it's like, what can we, what, it, that's how you, instead of just thinking, like, how can, uh, be courageous enough to think big. Right, right. That you can actually make a difference. That, that it's not for somebody else to do. But if you feel called to do it, as yes. you said before, it's you're being called forward to something you've already intended in the past yes. that you're just catching up to now. And that calling is your soul, spirit, energy, whatever yes. you want to call it, calling to you saying, hey, remember, this is something you said you wanted to be able to work on and do at this time when this stuff happens. And let it feel personal. Like for yeah. me, that thing that happened in in Central Park, that's personal. Yeah. I my my husband is of color. My best friend is mm-hmm. of color. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. It's it's yep. it's not okay on my watch. Now, you will never see me get militant. That's the difference, <laughs> Sam. Yes, I'm not yes. interested in being militant about it. That just creates polarity, which is the right. same thing that caused the problem in the first place. Right. Exactly. What I'm interested in doing is I'm interested and I invite everybody to, um, God, I'm just touching in to stay. I feel so passionate about this today. Mm. I just feel so like moved um, that it is, you know, this dude on Facebook and bless you if you're listening right now. He commented, I, I put on a post about the prime minister of, uh, I, again, I'm April, I'm not any party. I'm not, you know, I, right. I am right. transcendent of sides, <laughs> mm. right? And um, I put on a post about uh, Jacinta, the prime minister of uh, New Zealand, because, yeah. yeah. man, that woman leads with heart. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. She does her, you know, whatever, but I, I really liked her. And he said, typical liberal, something or other. And I went, well, dude, I'm, I'm like apolitical. I'm all about the third entity. He goes, what's the third entity? Hmm. And we had this conversation, Sam, that hmm. actually had him consider. Because hmm. you could tell that he was on other people's site sort of fighting his cause. Right, right. And I said, dude, I'm not on any side. Hmm. I'm on the side of humanity. I'm on the third side. Hmm. I invite the day. I will love the day when you come to the side of the third entity that includes everybody, Mm. where we all come together in the place where we can all agree that a different world can be created. And we take all this energy we use to fight, Mm -hmm. to have an opinion, to all this, and we channel all of it towards what it is that we want to create. Exactly. Exactly. And then going back to your idea of visioning, Mm -hmm. imagine that if you can actually catch up to a vision of the world being different, Even if you can't perfectly see it, the fact Mm. that you can feel it being possible Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. means that you're a bridge builder because it was already in your future and you were born into times of great change and consciousness knew who you were before you got here. So imagine that the third entity is, is a creation that's catalyzed by contrast. That is a world that we don't know how to create. But all we know how to do is in the right now, we know we can do one thing mm-hmm. or two things or be different in the grocery store mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Right, right. So Just... I invite everyone, I, like, 
to consider that third entity before you start arguing with someone, yeah. before you start being positional, right? before you invest your energy in being a right fighter. Right, right. Right? And, and it's beautiful. It brings to mind an old Chinese uh, fable, which I'll talk about right after this break, but it's that importance of, of, of getting rid of this us versus them because there is only us. There is no them. So we're going to take a quick break, Jennifer, and we'll come back. I want to talk about that and then we'll go on to like what what can people do today in these crazy times to create positive, ridiculous change even more. All right. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. My guest this hour is Jennifer Huff of thewideawakening.com. And we'll be right back after this. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I'm here with my dear friend, and I like to call her my spiritual cohort, <laughs> uh, Jennifer Huff, um, talking about, uh, let's just call it the third, like I love your term, the third entity. Because um, what you just talked about the last segment about this idea of, of trying to get past this, you know, us versus them kind of thing it, it just always brings up to me this this proverb or, or fable that i heard this old chinese fable about there was this village and in this village most of the people were poor but there was this one man who was wealthy and he owned all the land and he had all the money and so he jealously guarded that that wealth and then he thought you know oh i'm getting old i'm getting frail someone from town could come over and 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 kill me and take all my money um, so he goes to some other village and hires the biggest, strongest guy he could find to protect him. And so the guy now is his bodyguard. And so he's with him and everything seems okay for the moment. But then he realizes, you know what? Nothing is stopping this big guy from killing me and taking all my money. So he goes out and gets another big guy from a different village over. So now he has two big, strong, tough bodyguards who can protect him from everybody in the village. Um, but then he thought, you know what, what happens if the two of them team up together, they could kill me and take all my money. So what did he do when, when he go to the first bodyguard, when the second one wasn't around, he goes, Oh, did you hear what the other guy said about you? He said, your family is poor, your mother's ugly, this, that, and you tell them all these lies. And then he'd go to the second bodyguard when the first bodyguard wasn't around and said, Hey, did you hear what the other guy said about you? He said, you're stupid. You're this, you're that. And so he told him these lies as well. So what happened? These these two bodyguards were then like mad at each other and constantly kind of fighting with each other, not right. realizing that really who is the real culprit was the old man with all the money because he wants to hold on to his money or his power. And I just kind of feel like whether you're talking about political divisions, racial yeah. divisions, economic yeah. divisions, it's, yeah. it's all the same thing. It's distraction. Yes. It's distraction because just the same way that man has money and he was trying, so survival is, I'm trying to protect my money. That's the old man. Right. But you see, on the other side of that, the flip the coin. You could also completely inspire those two guys to actually inspire everybody else right. to actually become abundant because that man's abundant and he pays himself forward 
And those two guys not only protect him, but they actually spread the message. Right. So it's it's like shifting the focus to changing the world around you so that no one ever has to live like the angel that I met so many years ago. And and if nothing else, doesn't this situation that we're living in right now kind of show us how interdependent we are? How how one person's health affects everybody's health, how one person's situation affects everybody's situation, and how we are actually so much more connected to each other than we are separate from each other. Of course we are. (laughs) You know, we're all breathing the same air. We're breathing air that was in Africa only months ago. You know, we're breathing... We're drinking water that was in Thailand only months ago. You know, it's, you know, we are everything. And so the point being that in crazy times, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm brought to Maslow's hierarchy of needs. You know, they say that, you know, you have to be in survival first. um, And like, first you've got to make sure you have house and you have food and you have water. Mm-hmm. And then you work your way up. You have to have, a, you know, something that you do for a living that's sustainable. And da, 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 and they work you all the way up to the top mm-hmm. of the pyramid. And the is self actualization. It's like, what are you going to do to give back? Right. And and I remember the day so clearly when I was in the middle of one of our programs and talking to one of our students, and I said, you know. She said, you have to move, you have to, like, I'm here in Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And I said, my dear, you know, this is what I have to say. What I have to say is when you actually realize the generosity of the entire universe, Mm -hmm. the only thing you would ever do is figure out how you can be a contribution, no matter how much or little money, much or little Mm -hmm. food, big or small your house, Mm -hmm. you would be in consistent awareness of how you can be generous without you have to be generous to yourself as well so it's Mm -hmm. not about carrying humanity it's not about saving the world right so generosity has to include yourself downtime etc but in that cycle of reciprocal generosity with the universe with Mm -hmm. consciousness with life itself what happens is you start to experience the the abundance that just is Mm. and it requires actually just going from <laughs> being born, getting yourself to the awareness or to the frequency where you feel so abundant that giving from your overflow is just your natural state. Mm. But you don't have to go through all the stages first. Right. And uh, you can just, that's just a, we're just blowing apart ancient uh, psychological (laughs) dogma right now, but um, that's okay. (laughs) All ancient wisdom is uh, looking to be updated. So, uh, and you know, Abraham would agree with that. You know, it's, it's all about frequency. It's all about tuning into the station where the good stuff is. Right. Right. And uh, I'm just talking about the physics of the abundance such that we could all give from our overflow. That would be a different world. Yeah. You know, that, that reminds me of a a story I once, and I've I've shared the story on my show before. I I once went to a meeting of people who, um, uh, uh, were, were working on the work of Sonia, uh, Choquette. Mm -hmm. 
yeah. And and this woman had just come back from India. She had spent, you know, two, three weeks at an ashram. And then before coming back, she spent like a weekend in, I don't know if it's Delhi or Bangalore. Yeah. And, yeah. and she was in a, um, like a, res a resort, like a five-star resort hotel. And she had a terrace and everything. And she, she the, the morning before she was going to leave, she walks out on the veranda in the morning and she sees all these slums surrounding this beautiful, magnificent hotel. And she just goes, oh, my God, I wish there was so much more. I could, there was something more I could do for all these people. And then she stopped herself and looked really closely at what she was seeing. And there there were some kids playing in the dirt with like a tin can and they were laughing. And there was a grandmother and a grandfather holding each other, watching their grandchildren. And there was, you know, a, a, a woman hanging the laundry out and singing. And there were all these little things in the scene that all of a sudden she noticed how happy these people were in abject poverty, but yeah. they were happy that people here in the United States could be multi, multi, multi millionaires and they would kill for that happiness. And then she realized, who am I to say like what these people don't have instead of seeing what they actually do have. So it's not about our level of, of, of economic status. You know, it's yeah. not about the stuff that we have. It's about how we feel on the inside, isn't it? It is. It's, it's, uh, it's really about the frequency to which you're tuned. Now, hmm. there's a, back to the subject at hand, Sam, the, the, hmm. the whole idea of crazy. It yeah. also uh, begs that we pay we pay attention to our perception of the world around us. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean that we put lipstick on a pig. You understand? <laughs> it's, like, it's like, so for instance, we were talking about that thing in uh, Central Park the, just a second ago, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, we could say, uh, yeah, but she'll learn her lesson. And uh, yeah, but look at how it turned out. It turned out okay. And more awareness got out of the world. That's all true mm -hmm. that's all true and you were talking earlier about the whole idea of like let's not activate reality mm -hmm. well what i always look at is what got catalyzed there mm -hmm. and is there a role for me like am i inspired to mm -hmm. action about this yeah mostly it's all i mean my action is to do our work if everyone right. in the world actually had their superpowers yeah. they wouldn't have to steal their power from other people Right, right. Right. They wouldn't have to manipulate consciousness to get their power back. Right. So right. I am literally in action all the time towards right. a better world right. every day. Yep. yep. Individually and at large and corporately yep. and all of that kind of stuff. Yep. But if we don't put lipstick on a pig and we pay attention to the contrast that really gets our attention, like it's mm -hmm. personal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Those are the ones where we can be catalyzed to action mm -hmm. and again i love what you said it doesn't it, it, like those people in that story with sonia chiquette yeah. right one of her students sharing that story uh -huh. there she had an instant perception of what was going on and then she took a closer look and it's like oh oh and then she got given to yes exactly because she raised her frequency perceived the truth of what was going on right 
and then paid that story forward and we're still talking about it now yeah and this was years ago years ago this happened but it made such an impression on me that i still carry it with me so i got to take one last break I apologize. You know, I could talk with you for hours and hours and hours, <laughs> but I only have one hour this time, but we'll, we'll definitely have to have you back on in the future. So everyone, please stay tuned. You're listening to The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We're speaking this hour with Jennifer Huff of TheWideAwakening.com, and we will be right back after this. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We've been speaking this hour with my dear friend, uh, amazing catalyst of human souls, uh, Jennifer Huff. Um, And Jennifer, it's really uh, been such a pleasure having you on the show. So uh, I I would love to just leave our audience with, you know, we've been talking about sort of a different way of looking at what's going on around us. Um, But I would just love if maybe you have just one or two more quick points about what can our audience do today um, in the middle of of these crazy times that we live in to, whether it's be more in contribution, feel more empowered, know that they are more powerful than they give themselves credit for, and that that they can take their their thoughts and and be inspired by them and do something with it. So... Three things come to mind, Sam. Truly, there are three things. Um, one of them is use these times of great change to actually more finely tune and catalyze you being an even more efficient razor of, well, I'm going to say it in our vernacular, mm-hmm. um, consummate champion of your vibration. Mm. So, in other words, what if the only reason there is contrast is to decide what it is that, um, to get clarity on what it is that is desired by you, to show you the bridge that you're meant to go off across? Mm. What if the only reason for contrast is that? What if you instantly got into gratitude, even though you don't know the full clarity of what's lying ahead? That if the contrast is this big, my God, what's coming mm. is going to be incredible. Yeah. So if we can train ourselves to that place. Imagine, imagine, mm-hmm. Sam, if every piece of contrast we didn't get involved in, we didn't get distracted by, mm-hmm. we literally had it be the catalyst it was born to be. Mm-hmm. And at very least, um, we took a nap before <laughs> we went too far down the yucky rabbit hole, and then we allowed ourselves to um, be in gratitude for the future manifestation of the amazingness that's to come because of the contrast you just witnessed. And and I just want to say real quick, and I know the the HeartMath Institute did studies, and they found that gratitude is like the highest frequency that the body can emanate. I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I love HeartMath. Okay, the second thing is... And I call that a superpower. If you Mm. can actually make that switch, Mm. that for me is a superpower to be able to instantly understand that so so that everything happens for you, Mm. but embody that as Mm. a way of being, because that's what happens when you embody it as a way of being. The second thing is 
you must have people around you that will remind you of who you are when you forget. Mm. I call it the posse. You need your posse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I usually, I like to be triangulated. So I need, need at least three people and I have those people. Ah, okay. And when, if I spend, so, so in this community idea, mm-hmm. also give yourself a timeline, a time limit as to how long you're willing to say, stay in polarity, upset, or righteousness. Mm. So I have a time limit. My time limit is two hours. Uh. So I can't stay in it for weeks. Mm-hmm. Why? Because literally, you know, the laws of physics say, I'm just going to have find more things to be upset about. Right. right. So the question for point number two, the question to ask oneself is, Am I more interested in being right or am I more mm. interested in creating an amazing life around me? Which right. one? Right. Yeah. And then you got to answer the question and act accordingly. The third one might surprise some people because a lot of times in these personal growth or, or in these evolutionary consciousness based conversations, we can get very esoteric. Mm hmm. But I am a big fan of doing things, as my friend William Linville says, doing things in a body on a planet. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> because we didn't do this to, to, to be in dreamy, dreamy land all the time. Okay. We came here to build bridges for humanity in the world. Right. We are three-dimensional beings. Right. We're consciousness, but we're in 3D. Yeah. So we're creating in 3D. What is required when you're creating in 3D is to actually act. So Mm. do something that feeds your soul. Mm. The thing for me, going out into nature is wonderful, Mm -hmm. but I'm talking about build a bridge. Mm. So for instance, find someone you can go and get groceries for. Put Mm. something, put a fun picture that inspires people walking by at the end of your driveway. (laughs) Um, All the way to what Valerie and I will be doing or creating, you know, Agents of Awakening where people can be inspired and can get information on how to make a movement and all that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just do, create a radio show. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, do something... Uh, volunteer somewhere with people that maybe are less fortunate than you be in the food bank and and because what happens is so gratitude is a wonderful thing Sam Mm -hmm. what happens when you help people that are less fortunate than you are even if you think you're not that fortunate right what happens is you cannot not be grateful right it it comes as an embodied state rather than a thing you force with your brain Mm. and if we can do things from a place of experience Mm -hmm. and embodiment Mm -hmm. what happens is it will catalyze you to automatically default back to gratitude the next time you start complaining about things yeah Yeah. and so um so volunteer work which i've done all my life i've found to be so fulfilling the Mm. perspectives and the gifts that um of the people that you know that I get given while I'm doing that. So for me those are three things that that are life changing. They're mm. you know, and Beautiful. I'm all about the embodiment. I, I don't yeah. want to talk anymore about one more affirmation or one more, yeah. you know, <laughs> working hard to ascend somehow. I'm like 
people, ascension is literally heaven on earth, and we're right. on earth now. Right. How about we make it heaven now, right. which is going to require us all allowing ourselves. Like it's the it's the best of times and it's the worst of times, right? Right, exactly. Best catalyst contrast mm. ever. Like best <laughs> catalyst ever. You know, worst human behavior ever. ever. <laughs> and yet, if you don't get off your butt now, I don't know when you're ever going to get off your butt. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah. Je Jennifer, well, it's been a pleasure. It's been an honor. I'm I'm so grateful that that you took the time to come on the show today. Um, I just want to give you an opportunity to let people know where they can find out more about you. How can they find out more about your work and what kind of stuff you have coming on? Sure. Um, well, they can find out about Agents of Awakening at facebook.com forward slash Agents of Awakening. We'll be starting a group soon, but right now that's a page. Cool. Um, that's a philanthropic venture, but if people mm -hmm. want to come and play with us, there's something called the wider, the TWA Playground on Facebook. Mm -hmm. um, and finally, we have upcoming, we have, because of the catalyst of these times, we create a, pro a program called Get Out of Your Own Way to Living on pas in Passion, on Purpose, in Total Flow, because I think a lot of people are being fine-tuned to why they're on the planet so that's mm -hmm. coming up the end of july and that's all on the website that you mentioned earlier mm -hmm. thewideawakening.com beautiful beautiful excellent excellent well listen I'm, I'm so pleased that that you you and and fellow evolutionary business council member valerie shepherd are are doing something about that video i, I actually although i'd heard about it i hadn't actually seen it until late last night and um, I, I'm just like, absolutely. Like now is the time more than ever. Let's yeah. let's catalyze. Let's build those bridges. Let's be the embodiment of yeah. of what we want to see in the world. Because there's yeah. never been a better time ever to actually do it. Yes, it's like divine. It's divinely appalling. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Right? Yes, absolutely. I wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Jennifer. And thank you, my loyal listeners, Sanaya. I see you on the Facebook Live. Thank you so much, Patty. Books. Do you have a book written just before we go real quick? Actually, I'm just finishing up one right now. Yeah. Oh, excellent. Yeah, all about the new operating system for you. It's all about what we talked about today. So. Excellent. We got to have you back on when that book comes back out, when that com oh, comes you, out. Sam. Okay, so we definitely will talk about that. All right, I'm over time. Thank you all for tuning in. Stay tuned. Coming up next, it's Voices of Change with Ken Foster, and we will talk to you next week. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. 
Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.